I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Paddy's at the back here. Bartell and meet the sandwich. Gangerfield brushes off. Mullet and goes for goal himself. The big force of Dangerfield. Wrap up of round 12 of the AFL season, and every week we start off with our highlight of the week. So, Josh, what was your highlight from the weekend just past? Oh, the hundred thousand dollar kick, um, GWS, yeah, the yeah. GWS, I think it was half time, um, three quarter time, it was actually three quarter time. Uh, there you go, that, um, because I saw I read uh, the report in the paper today. And uh, Leon Cameron said he's given his uh, three-quarter time, uh, you know, <laughs> chat to the players and everything, and just heard this massive roar. And he thought, "Geez, my, my prep talk, prep talk's not that good." It was one of those ones that uh, the tire company, I think it was Toyo. Toyo Tires, yeah. yeah. They can have a plug because they're hundred grand uh, yeah, out, good right? but um, it's hundred grand too. One of those things where they would never have expected to pay out. It's like the uh, you know, hit a six in this tiny little area for a car. They try and do everything to make sure that you can't win it. Yeah. 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 And it's funny all those promotions. Just happen to get the perfect kick, sits right in there and straight in the stack of tyres, and you see them just go nuts. And in front of a packed house too. So yeah. that's the, the best thing. And we were at the North Melbourne Geelong game, and their pre-game whatever promotion it is, is they got a banner going across the goals, and they're trying to have a, a shot through a hole in the banner for 200 bucks. Oh, really? About is that what 20 it was? 20 metres out, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 10 metres out was 100, 20 metres out was 200, and 30 metres out was 300 yeah. or something. No one got near it. No one got near it. No, they had, I suppose they had one crack, they had about three or four cracks each, <laughs> yep. and no one looked like trouble in the scorer. So maybe there's a bit more talent down that Western Sydney area than we first thought. Well, yep. I, I like I said, I read the paper, and he said he was a, a former Sydney Swans fan who's jumped ship when <laughs> oh, really? AWS. Well, he's stuck now, isn't he? He's stuck now. He's not leaving. <laughs> All right, Brenton, you got a highlight from the weekend? Uh, mine was being able to watch uh, Paddy Dangerfield at his best in front of a home crowd. Jesus which is something Christ, different. wasn't yeah, it good? Most of the time when you go and watch him, obviously we live in Melbourne, so yep. every time we've been to watch Paddy, uh, anytime he's doing something good, it's always, motherfucker. <laughs> but this time, I uh, don't know how, but Geelong playing a home game at Etihad, busting all the nanas and poppers in, in the yeah. foot up. The, the average age of the crowd was up there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was up there. <laughs> And um, oh, didn't they love when Paddy towards the end of the uh, end of the game every possession? Yeah, he got the cheers for everyone. I think they were cheering him on to try and get to the fifty because they yeah. displayed on the big scoreboard. Yeah, so yeah, that was my highlight. It was good to be able to see it and uh, yeah, in front of home crowd. Um, I I don't know really what my highlight was. I was planning on something else and I've uh, gone gone with it now. But <laughs> I think it could be just the scheduling uh, for the whole weekend because we had a lot of games that were against close teams. But at the same time, this is the last nine. Uh, game round for yep. a month basically so it's good that there was only eight games that were worth bothering with 
um, because uh, Essendon Hawthorne happened on the Friday night, and I think we're going to skip that game and go straight into Saturdays. Because <laughs> um, let's face it, there was nothing interesting happening at all. It's the nope. worst hundred point win I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the only interesting thing was the amount of people in the box. Uh, what do you mean, the number of people in the box? Well, they had uh, who was sitting in the coach's box? It was uh, Mitchell, Roughhead, uh, who Hodge, was Hodge. So, yeah, they were just watching on, and I think they got bored because when the camera flicked over to them, they were just uh, discussing amongst themselves, pointing their phones. Maybe they had bets on. I don't know. Now, I'm pretty sure they got wind of uh, Ruffy getting a couple of tickets to Game Six or Game Five, whatever <laughs> it is that NBA Finals. Uh, yeah. So he's yeah. got a plus one, I think. Yeah. Good <laughs> so, job. So you know why not? Yeah, there was no interest um, in that game whatsoever. Yeah, a bit rude of Ablett to be in there, though. Um, so we'll move on to the Saturday games. Um, in stark contrast was the Bulldogs versus Port Adelaide. Uh, this was absolutely hot from the get-go. Yeah. Um, which, you know, when you have something that is uh, that much pressure and all those tackles sticking, um, you do see the skills drop a little bit. But I, I felt like overall, this game was played at the same breakneck speed from start to finish. Yeah, and you, I mean, you I mean you look at this game coming up, you expect that sort of game, but it doesn't always happen. Sometimes yeah. when they match up, uh, when they're similar teams, they match up a bit too well and they get a bit congested. But yeah, they sort of yeah, opened up swinging and kept on going. It was good to see, but you know, it was always great to see Port lose a close one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Bulldogs did it without uh, Dalhouse, who went down to friendly fire early. Mm. Um, I haven't heard anything about it, if he's okay or not, but uh, missed out on the, from I think he went down in the first quarter. Yeah, I can't remember what he went down, actually. So, uh, yeah, anyway, they they worked well to to move on from that. Um, what else have we got from this game? I mean, big uh, Dixon up forward. Um, still dropping a lot of marks. Like, he got mm. praised a lot for the wet weather game last week against Collingwood, yeah. where he's made it to a lot of contests. But, I don't know, you wouldn't mind him actually taking a few of them? Yeah, and I think with him playing this way, he's making a lot of the players around him look a bit better than they actually are because um, he's crashing the packs and putting it to the ground where yeah. the outside players that Port Adelaide have quite a few of are being cleaned up. But when they don't, when they get held down against better teams, then um, they get punished for it. So, And with a big-name big, big name player like that, you'd hope that he'd come in firing. But it seemed like he's taken a while to find his feet in the, in the forward line. Oh, he was despicable the first half of the year. Um, but, you know, so were um, Port Adelaide. They're looking all right now, but now they're, I think, two games and percentage outside, or a game and percentage outside the eight. There's going to be an uphill battle from there. Yeah, but um, I haven't seen what their media is saying, but are they calling them uh, final chances, or I they win th- the flag? I think they're still up there, but um, not winning the flag, but you know they, they are trying to sneak into the finals. It's a question of who drops out, though. Exactly. It's going to be very difficult. Um, it's going to be a very sort of um, interstate, uh, competitive uh, final series so you could see lots of traveling which might be interesting well we've got what two new south wales teams one from sa one from um west coast yeah so yes yeah, pr- that's probably the way it's going to end up so mm. four four victorians four non um but uh the other thing that i thought that stood out in this game is robbie gray is still just so far and above the rest of his team yep. yeah uh, you can see it when he there was one right on in front of the interchange gates where he's jumped up, caught the ball and handballed it before he's landed. Yeah. And so many other times where he gets the ball and he's already done a sidestep before everyone else has realised he's got the ball. Yeah. Well, he's, he's obviously playing for the team that he wants, not the team that he has. Yeah. And he looks frustrated. Yep. Uh, and I think that's why he's... Has he had two or three reports already? Um, at least this two, year. Think, yeah. At least two. two. And frustrating ones. Yeah. yeah. Like stupid little yeah. tummy punches and, I, and shit. I think he had uh, internal suspension as well. 
internal like club club base so they were like or club base fine or suspension or something along those lines okay yeah. interesting um for the Bulldogs, though, if you were rebuilding a side uh, or starting a, a brand new side right now, and you got to pick one player from the league, Bontepelli's got to be up there. Shit, yes, he is. And he's funny because he's a bit. He he doesn't look as good as he is. Like he's pretty <laughs> unassuming. Like, looks yeah. like he'd fit into a men's netball team or something. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't look mean. Yeah, is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah exactly. But he's just slick. He's, he's athletic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. very athletic. Consistent as well. Um, kicked some nice goals on the day, but when it uh, came in and tight. Um, he was the the big bodied with class. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I f- felt that that's where the Bulldogs won this one was when the ball was in tight, you know, um, and the ball would hit the deck. There were three or four Bulldogs there first. Yep. Two were tackling, and one's waiting for the ball to spill. Yeah, and they were just so clean with their hands getting it out. Yeah, and I mean we forget that the Bulldogs still got quite a big injury list and an important players as well. But when they play like this, it's really really hard to to sort of see how they're not going to go pretty deep. Um, they had. Uh, their backline was decimated, and so was Ports. Yeah, but it was interesting that yeah you know, everyone was focusing on the Port Adelaide's because I think they were late outs. Yeah. Um, whereas you go, oh, hang on, actually, there's quite a few backmen um, leaking from this Bulldog side as well. Yeah. But uh, you might have thought that it would have turned into more of a uh, a shootout. Yeah. Looked like it from the get- from the start. I think it was ten goals in the first quarter or something silly like that. Yeah, then it sort of uh, quietened down a bit. Um, and big red path. Um, started to take some big grabs uh, for for the Bulldogs. They've been waiting for a while for him to come along. Yeah, uh, well, especially if you've got Tom Boyd taking big marks, then you need someone like that. To <laughs> He's probably taking up. big marks in the VFL. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Stringer with a long goal, he was kicking that from about eighty meters out, running through the middle, like it's breaking it, out of packs. In fairness, it did bounce through a couple of times. Had to get Shepherd through on the goal line, but even so, still, you'll uh, you'll put that on your board. He's done well. Um, it, it was uh, key moments where uh, he, he came in and uh, and did those kind of stuff. Yeah, he's made a bit of a habit of doing that too. Mm. But the scoreline reflects how tight it was. 15-10 to 14-13. You have to say, Port convert one and they've won of those points. Uh, but they didn't. And a lot of that's down to the pressure the Bulldogs had. The amount of time that they didn't have was scary yeah. to see. Yeah, it was pressure on all day and they never let up. It was um, yeah, probably the top five games of the year when it's all said and done. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a joy to watch. Um, we'll move on to the other game. Uh, in uh, the was this the Twilight game? Uh, Frio and the Lions. Yeah. Look again, not really all that exciting. Yeah. Um, the, it was if you're a fair supporter. Yeah, I guess you know they put two together and came from said, behind. It doesn't really matter if they get the number one pick or the number five pick. Yeah. They're going to get the best Western Australian in the draft. Yeah. So exactly. Either way, um, I think Tabana showed that he can be useful. Yeah, um, which uh, he hasn't always showed this year. Yeah, I mean the first quarter was uh, contested, but yeah. after that it went pretty one-sided. Contested is probably it. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't much beyond that. Um, you know, Mitch Robinson's had another nice one, but yeah, it's just it's hard to watch this game. Yeah, again. I mean when you have a nice ones in teams that are losing, it's really hard to even back it up. I think yeah. so. The inconsistency across the Brisbane lines has been, I mean, something that they've had to struggle with. What's happened to Stefan Martin? Yeah, he, yeah. Like, ever since he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, last year I honestly had him top three ruckman in the league, and now, geez, I'd I'd, it's, I'd put him in the bottom three. Yeah, there's at least half a dozen. Yeah, you know, maybe eight or nine ahead of him, um, and it hasn't been a great year for ruckman either. Really, last year it felt like we were a bit spoilt with it, but um, mm, yeah, it was almost like the transition of the old school ruckman into these new uh, mobile defending ruckman, yeah. like. Uh, 
Um, but now every bug is injured. Well, there's been a couple this week, yeah. Um, all right, well, there's not much else about that, that game then, the Lions and the Frio. Um, so we'll move on to the game that we all attended uh, with our uh, grannies, um, the Cats and the Kangaroos, and it turned into carnage in uh, in the second half, and both on the scoreboard and on the benches. Yeah. Poor old, I think it was about five or six injuries they were playing through. Yeah, well, um, well, swallow for starters. Yeah, it yeah. like the first. I actually haven't minutes. seen replays of that. Um, all I could see on the at the time was that he was tackled and that was it. But uh, yeah, by all accounts, he was knocked the fuck out. And the ball was marked about ten meters from him. And I remember Boomer Harvey screaming the umpire, you know, pull it up. I don't think Boomer was the only one. I think there was a couple of players who were screaming, "Come on!" Yeah, yeah. And the umpire's like, "Nah, keep playing. If nah. it gets closer, <laughs> I'll call it." They, they should have sent the stretcher out anyway. They should have, but it still should have been stopped. Yeah, but uh, you know, obviously that doesn't decide the game. But uh, yeah, Swallows out. Cunnington was yeah. uh, a massive cork in the thigh. Now Cunnington's an interesting one because we saw. I think that happened in the first quarter, and we mm. saw it. And we're like, oh, he's finished. Yeah, and they nah, they ran him back out. And I thought you're better off having him on the bench and having down two rotations. I mean, yep. fuck it. Um, it. It doesn't matter if you. Um, I think that whoever else playing in the middle tired. Versus Cunnington playing injured yeah, would have been exactly. better. Yeah, because he is no through, no fault of his own. He could not run at all. Yeah, no. uh, and then obviously Goldstein, his knee wasn't right. Um, I don't know whether he landed and jarred it or it's just a, a flare up of what he's already had. But, he's had, uh, had a couple of weeks um, where his knee's been suspect. He he missed the game last week, didn't he? So yeah. he came back off a rest. I think he should have been rested again. Yeah, I I felt that too. Just because North doesn't have to win from here until the bye. Uh, it's handy if they do, but uh, they're, they're playing for finals now. So you'd rather come to the finals healthy than limp in, especially yep. with the injury list they've got uh, with uh, Jacobs and... Um, uh, what's his face out? Higgins. Higgins, yep. Yeah. So with those two guys out, they're not going to be back until very much later in the year. Um, so around 17, round 18, that's when they're going to be looking to hit their straps. And uh, if they're going to be going down like this, it's not going to happen. But on top of that, I mean, I didn't see Ben Brown take many centre bounces either. No. Like, no. Like, I mean... Peter took a couple. Um, Goldstein's known for rucking, you know, 90% of the games anyway. Yeah. I thought if he's under a little cloud, maybe give him a bit of a break. And besides that, he was getting uh, beaten consistently in that third quarter when Geelong ran away. Yeah. They were just jumping over the top of him. And the, some of the tap work by Geelong in that third quarter was unbelievably good. Yeah, it was... It was it, the, the weird thing was that there was so much going through the middle. And yeah. so you think, all right, let's just put some men in the middle so they can't just run up and down and make us look silly. But yet they're always able to... Whatever um, patterns they're running or whatever structures they're using, um, it's creating so much space for them to be able to just grab it and they've got runners already there ready to receive mm-hmm. the ball. Let's face it, a fully fit Swallow and Cunnington uh, are going to be up against it anyway, against yeah. Selwood and Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. Especially Dangerfield in that fucking mood. Yeah. Um, but when you take Swallow out, and you may as well have had take Cunnington out. Yeah. I mean, it is open slather. And you can see why Paddy Dangerfield's racked up 48 touches and a couple of goals. Yeah. Well, Swallow and Cunnington are the two, well, plus Zeebel, are the two best tacklers in the team, normally averaging between 10 and 12 tackles per game. So oh. take that out, it really does hurt. Not to say they could have um, hurt Dangerfield's possession. He might have had 50 possessions anyway. Oh, you might have kept it down to 35. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey? yeah. <laughs> what about that? But... Um, dangerous part I saw was they were able to read Goldstein's tap so when Goldstein did get the tap North didn't have the ball 
Yeah, I think I saw it put up on the big scoreboard in the third quarter. Uh, Geelong had 10 hitouts in the third quarter, eight to advantage. Mm, That's Jesus. amazing. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be allowed to happen. But, I mean, that's what happens when you're, you're down a couple of midfielders. Um, and uh, somebody else... Oh, no, Menzel uh, hit uh, hit the fence yeah. in the fourth. Yeah. And he's not very happy about it either. I think he might be okay or he might miss one or two. Yep. But he's come out and said it was the surface's fault and he's yeah, not happy right. about it. And he's asked for a please explain from the league. Yeah. Well, well they actually had um, Australia versus Greece in the friendly... On, well, on Tuesday or Wednesday Tuesday or something yeah so it could be something to do with that because they have all different sorts of uh, shit on the turf and whatnot. Yeah, but I think too right on the edges that's not uh, pure turf is it that no. he had no, no. AstroTurf yeah, yeah. Um, which obviously there's not much uh, support for the longer studs they would have been wearing but um, yeah it didn't look good I remember seeing that and just thinking geez skid on it reminded me of Ricky Ponting mm. back in the day who remember he did his shin or his ankle when he slid into the fence and they brought in yeah. and made the, the ropes mandatory after that yeah that's right but, but uh, yeah another highlight Boomer Harvey with four uh, he was by far the best small forward North had and four you know, in the first half yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately none of the other small forwards stood up um, apparently Nahas Broke busted his pinky, pinky finger yeah. um, well there goes his high marking for the night <laughs> yeah, well. but uh, Lindsay Thomas has kept quiet for large periods of yeah. the night too. He kicked a nice goal in the mm. late in the game, but uh, very quiet besides. He sprayed a, a couple of gettable ones from memory. Um, Mason Wood had a pretty decent game, yeah, but it was a nice marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much from start to finish. Well, give him uh, take a bit of the second quarter. It was uh, Geelong's game. Um, now, since we were at this game, have you ever seen a better been at a better game or an individual performance live than Paddy Dangerfield? Um, it's tough to remember, isn't it? Uh, under fifteen grand final. Be Jack Real kicking ten goals. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad effort. It was. It's just the the way they did it and how fr- how how much I want to say his meters gained because it was incredible how how much he could run and then just boot it. Even his goals from a standstill, just turning around and bang, fifty oh, meters that, goal. Yeah, mm. the, the first yourself. one where he shrugged a tackle and yeah, yeah. it was like I'm kicking this, no, I'm tackled. Yeah. Oh, fuck, oh, I'm kicking yeah. it. I said, but his ability to shrug a tackle was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, uh, just too strong. He's too strong through the core. Like uh, Ablett back before he was uh, injured as fuck, he was able to sort of shimmy the hips, whereas Dangerfield just sort of jukes the whole uh, core of his body, and because he, he's so solid. People just can't hold him. Um, Big Tomahawk didn't play and did not miss him one little bit. No. Um, no. Shane Kirsten was a great lead-up target and Menzel was kicking goals uh, whenever he felt like it. Um, but the rest of the tools, as much as they were dominating through the middle, I uh, didn't feel like they were um, a real threat up forward, but didn't need to be. Well, that's it. When you're getting the ball delivered so well out on the lead for yeah. Menzel, there was one point where I think he would have had two marks from the centre clearances within like five minutes yeah. or something like that, just leading out and getting hit straight out the front. Um, the accuracy of North um, really helped them, uh, kept them in, in the game yeah. in the second yeah. half. Um, but I think at one stage, Geelong kicked eight goals in a row without missing. Mm. Yeah. Um, because their inaccuracy has really been a blight on their game. Well, that's kind of half the problem. North didn't do anything wrong according to their game plan. Yeah. They were just beaten. Yeah. Um, they converted the chances they had. Uh, they just weren't able to get their game plan working well enough to have more chances. Uh, Selwood and Dangerfield was just, they're on fire. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's going to be for any team. If they have that amount of ball and they're doing using it that well, 
Not much you can do. Yep. You just say, they just beat you. Um, on to the other Saturday night game, which is over in the West. Uh, West Coast still without a win against top eight sides. And Adelaide uh, looking like the form team of the competition at the minute. Yeah, Adelaide have just got there. that workman attitude about them, don't they? Where they just get the job done. And, I mean, it's easy when you've got either Jacobs or Walker up forward to yeah. take take big marks and kick goals. And Eddie at his feet. Yeah. yeah. And Big Tex, he uh, wasn't afraid to show his colours. He got he got a little fine, a little $1,000 um, from the MRP. But from a captain, that's enough. worth it. Yeah. Like, uh, if you've got... Because attacking the captain is a pretty age-old strategy in footy and cricket. But uh, if you're willing to stand up and say, no, you can fuck right off, uh, that's worth a grand. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought he did, did all right. Nothing wrong with it. And to when you had that little scuffle with Shuey, yep. and then go back and kick the goal two yeah. minutes later, <laughs> yeah. that's what it's all about. Yep. And let him know as you'd absolutely expect. Hey, uh, Josh Jenkins, again, the king of the goal square. Um, you know how they call the, the Joe the Goose over the top? Yeah. It's yeah. going to be nicknamed, uh, renamed to the... The, the Jenkins or something like that. So I reckon he is dominating the goal square this year. There was even one, he marked it in the goal square and he gave it off. He felt embarrassed. Mm, yeah. where, where the fuck did Joe the Goose come from? I have no idea. I have no idea where it's come from, but somebody said it once and it stuck. <laughs> like any good nickname. Well, it seems like, um, was it St. Kilda played the Crows and they have got so many counter goals where it was the most from the goal square or something like that. So after that game, that strategy has been employed by a few people. Just put one person back in the goal square, make them big. Yeah. And they'll kick all the goals. You don't need to kick from 50 out. I mean, it's not like he's sitting in the goal square and just waiting for the ball to come yeah. to him. I mean, yeah. The days of that full forward are gone. He's running hard to make it there, and that's mm. why he's getting the rewards. Yeah. Um, and that's why the rumors of the big money coming from Brisbane are, are there. Yeah. Well, this one was over in Western Australia, wasn't it? Yes. Perth, yeah. Yep. If you're Brisbane, you are absolutely throwing money at him. Oh, you've got to. Um, whether he. If he takes it, he's not going to be playing finals anytime soon. But, uh, you know, that's that's a decision for him to make. Do you take probably double yeah, or, or more? Yeah. Or do you think, well, I've got a chance at a flag? Yeah. It's going to really come down to exactly that decision. Yep. Do you want to move up and go to sunny Queensland? Yeah. Or do you want to stay here and, and have success? Because I mean, he's not, you go up to Brisbane, they're not going to play finals in the next three years. Yep. Who knows what happens after that? And the, I mean, I don't know if you get much sort of endorsements uh, off field because no, they really cares. Yeah. So well, it's tough to get interest. Maybe he wants, he, he could want uh, an anonymity up there yeah. or something like that. But if you want to have success, uh, team success, he's staying right where he is. Yeah. Although Tippett's injured at the moment, so if uh, Sydney throw a shit ton of money at him, Eddie might just explode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think Adelaide might just explode too. <laughs> Lose another bloody key forward. To They'll send him back. <laughs> um, West Coast, like we said, without a win against top eight sides. Yeah. They're, they're looking shaky at the minute, aren't yeah. they? I mean, well, especially dropping this one at home. Yeah. That's one that, uh, you mean, you've got enough problems playing on the road, you have to close a deal on these home games yeah. and especially make it intimidating for a team like Adelaide to come all the way across well, there. On top of that, they've lost Nick Nat now. He's mm, gone for yeah. two months. He's an Achilles has been a problem for a couple of weeks, apparently, but now it's just, it's... It's fucked. It's risking a, a snap. Um, and they've got some big games coming up too, but look, it's going to be very hard for them to have a serious premiership shot from outside the top four. Yeah, well, with the current form and the way they're playing, it's tough to see yeah. how they do it. Um, it's tough for them to get up and about. I mean, Josh Kennedy's still, I think he's in the top three or, or second on the Coleman. Yeah. He's mm. not commanding presence this year at all. No. But it seems funny that he's still got 40, 45 goals or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, well, if, yeah. There you go. 
Well, it seems like they they can score goals quickly on the counter when he's got when he's loose and he's free. Yep. But it seems when you they've been found out a little bit um, with their backline structure, so it's pretty easy for people to choke up the um, leading channels and then um, your, your midfielders who can just run it out of there. It's usually a great lead up mark still, but yeah. just not seeing it that much this year. Um, the other player I wanted to talk about was uh, young Tommy Barris. So uh, Thomas Barris, he's uh, this is his fourth game. Yep. Before this, his three games were one win, one loss, one draw. Okay. So not a bad little effort. Yep. So he's coming out to, uh, playing against the Crows. Um, Eddie Betts has taken a screamer on his shoulders. <laughs> and about, I don't know, 10 minutes later, uh, Charlie Cameron's taken one as well. So he's a regular stepladder. He's the Gary Lyon of That's this me. side. Yeah, I reckon he's got a few new nicknames already around the, I'm around the club. Someone <laughs> I hope it's Mike. <laughs> Just embarrass. But... Um, if you're, say, if you're Port Adelaide and talking about making finals, West Coast is probably the team you're going to look at replacing. I think. I wonder if Port have got a game against West Coast coming up soon too. I have to have a look at that later on. But yeah, absolutely, because I mean, uh, West Coast are sitting eighth, Adelaide are sitting seventh, and I've got to say this is the strongest seventh yeah. <laughs> place yep. team I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's why when you hear all the talk of Carlton sitting in ninth or whatever and playing finals, yeah. like nah, there's, there's a big that. step between that ninth and eighth spot. It's like the difference between UFC and Strike Force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, this Adelaide side, I, and uh, the other thing about Adelaide is their toughest part of their draw is now behind them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They've got uh, bottom four sides coming up, which will give them a nice little percentage boost. And the, the way the eight is at the minute, um, with all those teams just stuck on. Uh, nine wins um, percentage is going to be a massive thing at the last yeah. end of the season and it's pretty uh, lopsided the percentage like it's been the same teams getting belted yeah. so you've got the top end with huge percentage except for Hawthorne and so that's where yeah you can have a bit of an Achilles heel there um, whereas Adelaide can uh, start to look to really top up uh, in the next couple of weeks and uh, through to the end um, alright I think it will do us for that game um, so we'll move on to the Sunday Uh St. Kilda versus Carlton. While it might not have been the game of the round, I think this is the performance of the round for a team. Because St. Yeah. Kilda haven't looked that good in this year or last year. Oh, I had it written off. Yeah. I, I thought this was going to be a, a walk in the park, honestly, for, for Carlton. Well, Could Carl- not have been further wrong. Carlton have been up and about for a bit. And, you know, their list looks pretty damn good. They've been playing unbelievable this year. Um, But... No, not even with Casbolt uh, chipping in with a, a few nice goals. Were they able to get over the line? Still so, had a few Casbolt moments, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, the old sideways pass that missed by 20 metres. Yep. Yeah. He's a frustrating bloke because as a mark, he is probably the best uh, forward contested mark that uh, I've seen oh, for a while. Seen it. The best forward contested mark at Carlton since Fev. Yeah. And we, that's going back a little while now. Um, but unfortunately, he can't kick like Fev. No, no, Fev was a decent set shot. Fortunately, you can't drink like Fev either. <laughs> <laughs> have, have nothing, have no evidence towards that, and yet I know it to be true. Because <laughs> he has a job. <laughs> um, I thought this was the first time we've seen St Kilda put together a complete game yeah. uh, this year, and so it was really impressive to see you know, what their strategy is when it's executed properly. Especially after getting flogged last week and yep. then having all those uh, outs that they had. Yeah. Um, but I think the... 12 hours before this game, they announced that uh, Rui signed on for one more year. Yeah, that's Which right. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, he's in the same boat as uh, 
Pav for mine. Yeah. And that yeah. you can't tell him when his career's over, he'll tell you. Definitely. You and give I mean, him that, you say, mate, it's yours. And if you tried to, you'd, you'd probably have a mutiny on your hands or something like that. Oh, There's no way any of the any club would put up with it. They'll burn down the club. So yeah, the fans, if they found out. And the midget. And the midget. They'd throw him in. He'd be the kindling to get it started. Um, nearly 48,000 at this game. That yeah. is unbelievable for a Sunday Sunday game on a long weekend. Um, I think that the the ground was caught out a little bit too. There were long delays in getting in. Yep. Um, opened up Jollymont Railway Station for all the uh, hype trains for <laughs> Carlton and St Kilda. So it was good to see one of them get derailed. Did you see the... Uh, it was Jack Stevens, uh, Stephen, sorry, um, on the boundary where he took a mark and the boundary umpire didn't want to give him the free kick. <laughs> really? Gone, uh, he touched it over the line. Um, so I'll call him a throw-in. And then the field umpire said, well, actually, I think it was one grab. You know, and the boundary umpire was out the full then. <laughs> oh. I think now I don't want to suggest spot fixing but geez he made a tough case <laughs> he may as well have said I don't care it's not his fucking ball he's like if the goal and can get reviews I want mine too <laughs> I think the next thing he was going to call was LBW he's going to ask for Snicko on this one it's anything it was a forward pass any penalty he could think of it was not Jack Stephen ball well last week we had the uh, umpire tweet it was a shit call um, I think um, this ump's not going to back down, this though. boundary umpire. I think he's going to keep that one private. I think it's going to be every other umpire's going to let him know. Uh, mate, what were you thinking there? I was thinking it's out on the fucking full. <laughs> um, it's a shame he didn't call out on the full, full first, then. Um, Jacob Wiedering, I thought, was kept quiet, and I think that was probably his worst game um, of his young career, but uh, it's okay. It's what you expect, you know, yeah. for a first year. Um, but I'm still all about him for uh, the NAB Rising star, so. mm. He's, de- he's definitely got his head out in front. And I think just the consistency of him playing games and uh, key positions there as well. Yeah. He's done the most out of uh, most of those youngsters who had the hype around them. Um, I was just trying to think, uh, how did uh, Bruce go? I thought um, Josh Bruce was yeah. actually kept very quiet. I think they did a, a great job on him. However, uh, without Rewalt up there, uh, Membry, um, he yeah. looked like a beast up forward. Um, certainly sporting the full sleeve he, he's done well but geez he took some nice contested marks yeah and um, kicking five goals one's good uh, return as great well return which yeah. they've always did they always struggled with a bit of accuracy lately uh, a bit of consistent out forward line it was tough where they were trying to figure out where Mabuela's going to be a forward leading out or going to be a midfielder but he's got the body to kind of float in between yeah he, he t- kicked some nice crumbing goals around the corner yeah oh, he's been a bit more consistent lately as well and uh, you need to have that attacking sort of style with, with um, St Kilda now because they've got injuries to their back lines and Hugh Goddard was one person that you'd want to have consistently playing yeah. and build him up, and that's really hurt having him out again. Mm. The surprise for me was uh, Cruiser. Like, uh, the games I've watched him play, he's been dominant. The and, last month he has. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you came back from what they thought was going to be a longer-term injury uh, quite early because of this new treatment they had. But uh, maybe he came back a bit soon because he was embarrassed by Hickey. Yeah, I think he was, to be honest, this was closer to what I expected for Cruiser with his injuries all the time. Mm, I th- yeah. You hope that the last month becomes his standard and not the, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. But yeah. yeah, this is certainly crashing back down to earth for him. Well, I think Hickey's gone a little bit under the radar from people uh, people's praise because of how good Max Gorn has been as a sort of a... Uh, yeah. The new the, Ruckman. Yeah, the new Ruckman and the... Sort of not the most talented ruckman, but the one who tries the hardest and just manages to pull it off. He's still young too, Hickey. He yeah, still can enough. do with a little bit more weight as well. Yeah, um, on him. But uh, no, it's uh, by far St Kilda's best performance for yeah. the year. Um, I think Lee Montagna as well was almost trying to do a Heath Shaw role down back, which needs that leadership there, which has been good. 
Yeah, well, with Fisher's still out, um, isn't he? I think. Uh, yeah, I think so yeah. Yeah. So, which is usually what Fisher does. He's usually that um, distributor and the thinker. Yeah. Back. So. Well, Saints have got a pretty nasty injury. Fisher's going to be out for another couple of weeks, and then well, you've got Dempster out for another four. Freeman's out for the season. Uh, Goddard's out for the season. Uh, Longer McCartan and then Revolt probably come back soonish. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But uh, and I think three or four of those are just from last week. So yeah, um, still. A, you know, like they say, one falls down, another one steps up. So yep. somebody else got a chance to state their claim. Um, but yeah, it's a, it was a, a great turn. It was great atmosphere too um, at, uh, at Etihad when it's uh, when it's full like that. Yeah, so you get a bit of noise going. It's, it's yeah, exciting because you're almost on top of the action. So yeah. and even when we were at the North game, well, what was our, we were okay in uh, third uh, level on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aisle fifteen or something. Yep. Like perfect view because you can see the boundary below. You can see the setups where how they're moving off off the ball and that. So yeah, it's a good place to view it when it's a uh, packed. Well. That's the other thing I remembered uh, about the uh, North Melbourne Geelong game. Uh, we noticed before the game that Goldstein goes into the middle and asks the umpires to can you bounce it for me? I just want to see what it looks like. Yeah, and he waited there for ev- for each of the three main uh, field umpires to have a bounce and just so I could look at it and like, yeah, yeah, okay. He goes, thanks guys, yeah. off he goes. Yeah. Either... Unfortunately, he didn't time it for the whole match, but yeah. Okay, well, so... Maybe he timed it perfect. Maybe that was the intention. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Either that or he's trying to get stock tips or whatever because they, they all tend to be financial controllers and whatnot. I think um, he might be given a couple. The Tigers did the Tigers thing and let uh, Gold Coast put it up and before they uh, clicked into gear. Um, but Dusty Martin was a, a, big, a big game out for him. Yeah, he's been sort of the stand-up leader, especially with Cochran playing, having a few games out. Um, he's taken on his shoulders. And one good thing about him is he's had a bit more endeavour this season. He hasn't given yeah. up. And he looks a bit trimmer as well, which means he can run out a full game. Took him a little while to get warmed up Yeah, th- well, this often, year. often does, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think his best two games have probably been his last two. Yeah, and I think this it seems like he's got a bit more fire. Like, he's almost... You can tell he's sick of that mediocre up yep. and down, up and down. He's like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm going to go out there. We're going to do this. And it's getting that real positive attitude around the club as well. Um, on the other side of it for the Tigers then, where's Tyrone Vickery? What's he doing? Um, he's doing... Well, Tyrone's a tough case, isn't it? Because, I mean, he was easy to hate, but then he's done some good things. Yep. And he's he can take a good mark at leading out in front. And it does help to alleviate some pressure off of Jack and put him up forward when he's in the forward lines. And so, I mean, the thing is, if when they've got two ruckmen who are fit and doing okay, might be taped together, but yep. um, it's, it's kind of hard to see where you, where you bring him back in. Well, see, he's had three kicks for the day, and I think it was late into the second quarter before yeah. he got his first stat. I mean, he's had some concussions lately too as well, so, you know. Well, he had that horrible one in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Well, he ain't getting any smarter. This is true. What I'm saying, why don't you say, mate, go, go get your touch in the VFL, yeah. bring Marek back in and get uh, Griffiths to sit in the goal square. Yeah. Because Griffiths is taking some absolute screamers. Mm. Yeah. He's probably got Mark of the Round this week. Yeah. Um, you, you can't deny that Hampson's getting his hand of the ball. Um, 42 yeah. taps. It's a bloody good return from him. He's done that quite a few times this year as well. Mm. I mean, I think the, the duo of Griffith and Hampson is so good that you can't not have them in there. Yeah. But Vickery's your problem. So yep. do you risk um, that ruck duo bring in Marek and uh, tell Tyrone, go over blow, mate. Well, more than that, I think Vickery's uh, out of contract end of the year. Yeah. Do you think, well, there might be a little bit of value in. Can we trade him off to get something back? Hopefully they don't pick Cloak up. No, or maybe maybe they can turn him around. I doubt it. But, uh, you know, maybe they can throw their hat in for Jenkins. I don't know. It could happen. Um, I think it's probably the wrong move for, the, like, going 
for Tyrone to Jenkins. If you got rid of Tyrone for a second round pick, you'd probably think uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe at this stage. Yeah, and I mean our our track record of oh, it's kind of changed, but our recruits that we picked up that were sort of senior haven't been too good. We got Petard and um, Hunts. He played a couple of games, He's, but then had a fair few off. Yeah. And not reliable. And so, obviously, Yaren's hasn't played a game yet. Yeah, so I don't particularly trust our ability to recruit smartly when it comes to <laughs> talent and Yaren. Yeah, maybe, so. maybe you should recruit a recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Speaking of the recruiter, yeah. uh, discovered this week that there's a broken ill lad in there. So we, yep. we can stop banging on about Lockie Tiziani now. Yep. Move on to Jaden Kelly. Jaden Kelly. He's going to be your winner for the recruit this year. What did they say? Um, his nickname was Snake Nuts or something? I don't know. I, I didn't yep. go that far. Don't even want to know the story. <laughs> Spider Nuts. Spider Nuts. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I thought Rewalt, um, again, a bit like Charlie Dixon, he does a lot with that doesn't show up on the scoreboard, like the impact in the contest. Yeah. But still, you'd like to see him just clunk a few extras yeah. now and then. Especially a game against a team like Gold Coast, you think, all right, this is your chance. You've done a lot of work up the ground. Now you can maybe take a turn and kick a bag. Well, easy. Uh, Stevie May is a, a really strong competitor and backman and not somebody that Jack can push around. Yeah. Uh, but there was a few times where he outsmarted him and got around. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sam Lloyd's um, going uh, great guns again. Um, he's done well. Well, that's the thing with Lloyd is that he, he just needs a good quarter and he can send a kick two or three goals and really turn the momentum of a game and you've got Dusty there who backs it up and you know, runs with it. So He could be the next Stevie J, you know? Yeah, so yeah like it could Sam be down Lloyd. that sort of that vein. Yeah. He's that goal-hungry medium forward. Yeah. Because uh, everything he does is let's try and get a goal here. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he's got that confidence about him now. So Great. Why yeah, wouldn't you? You don't hold a racehorse back, so let's say. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and Gary Ablett threatened to make this uh, the Gary Ablett of old at the start as well. Yeah. So I'm, uh, it's impressive that the Tigers recognised it and put the clamps on him. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty difficult to do, but yeah. never, I mean, we could probably put three players on him and it doesn't really take away from anyone else that's going to be a threat. Mm. There was one stage, I think halfway through the second quarter, where Ablett was leading everybody in uh, contested possessions, uncontested possessions, yeah. and tackles. Yep. You're like, all right, so everything's running through him then. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. What... Uh do we know what happened with Hall? No. Because obviously he's been uh, having a pretty good season. As far as I'm aware, he's not injured. No, he got dropped. Yeah. He absolutely yeah. got dropped uh, on, on the Wednesday as well. So it wasn't mm. the Thursday. I think it was um, pull your head in, champ. So the rumours are uh, he was leading Gold Coast in possessions, I think. Yep. Mm. Uh, but he wasn't doing enough running the other way. And right. apparently the old attitude at training and that kind of stuff, yep. that's the scuttlebutt coming out in the papers. Yep. He's been told, go sort your shit out, son. Right, and the rumours were before, um, uh, what's his fucking name? Who's in that rocket got in there with uh, when Bluey McKenna yep. was there that they had a real problem with culture. So this is one thing that they want to nip in the bud and make a real example of, I'm assuming. Uh, so yeah. Well, I mean, that's the reason Harley Bennell and uh, Charlie Dixon are, are no longer there. Yeah. So yeah, I think his contract's up at the end of the year too. So might yeah. be a. It's, it's not good when you're getting 35 touches and looking like you know polling best on grounds at the start of the year. Yep. But before the mid-season break, you're playing in the twos, sitting on the pine. It's uh, pretty gutsy to make that move, especially considering with him in the side, maybe they were able to hold on to the lead they had, but. Um, you know, sends when, a message, doesn't it? it? It does. And I think that's what needed to happen. He's yep. not thinking, I'm going to beat Richmond. He's thinking, I'm going to turn this team into a team that can play finals within the next year or two. Yeah, I've got to break this side to build them back up. Yeah. But speaking of breaking them, their injury list is the longest in the comp. Yeah, it's it's shocking. And they added a uh, college Asney in this game. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was a nasty one. So, um, 
I I did read the reports that he's all right though, but he's still he's going to have a fortnight or so out. Yep. I think Gold Coast have got the bye this week, so that helps. But yeah, he's going to come quick enough, huh? Yeah. Um, but he, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses two or three weeks. If well, if you go down that badly, yeah, probably not a bad thing. But when you look at their injury list, they've got Archie out for a period of time. Cameron was out back in again. Curry's out for a couple of weeks. Sam Day's not he played quite right. Jared Grant's not quite right. Fiorini, Collagazny's going to be out for a while. Lonergan, McPherson, O'Meara. Uh, O'Meara's out for who knows how long with a knee. Oh. McPherson's out for... I don't even know if O'Meara's... I don't think he's played this year. I don't think I don't so. Think so. Yeah. Prestia, he has. It's one. Prestia's got a shonk knee. Yeah. Uh, Prestia Sa- played well, though. Yeah. He, he's not um, not up to 100%. Saad, Stanley, and Swallow. Um, all a bit struggling. So it, it's a, a long list, and... There's probably about eight of the best twenty-two that aren't uh, even eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. Which well, uh, unfortunately, one of those is Gary Ablett because when he's a hundred percent, he just tears games apart. Yeah. But he hasn't been hundred percent for well, probably about a season and a half. Yeah. Well, even Prestia and O'Meara, uh, early in their careers, they had that same buzz like Shields in the yeah. um, GWS team, and they showed it as well. But just injuries, they just couldn't keep him on the on the park. Well, especially O'Meara. The the rumours that the knee injury he's got that the hasn't got better yeah. in, in 12 months. Yep. Mm-hmm. It looks like it could be one of those ones that, mate, that's just what it is. Yeah, just trade him off, or we'll strap it up. And who, who's going to get him, though? Yeah, you I know? don't know. It'll be like that parrot sketch in Monty Python or something. <laughs> <laughs> the dead parrot, yeah. yeah. Um, on to the other, the final Sunday night game, uh, GWS and the Swans. We've already covered the three-quarter time kick. But, okay, one thing about this, they were going on about how good it was that it was a sellout. It's the first sellout they've had it. Spotless Stadium, whatever it's yeah. called, twenty one thousand rocked up. All right, I've, I don't. How can they be viable if twenty one thousand is a sellout? Yeah. So I know, understand. You know, there's probably the capacity. I think is twenty six, <laughs> but even let's bump that up to twenty six. Like that's so hard to justify. Yeah, you're not going to have a sellout every single week. If you're going to have, this is their time to cash in. Yeah, you know, on the business side of things. Yeah, I don't know how they survive with such a low number being the peak. Yeah. Well, their overheads be less too. They, I mean, they must be. You yeah. look at the the stadium, they're probably not paying anything to use it. Well, I think they own it or the AFL owns yeah. it. Yeah. So the cost of living allowance out, out of that that area is <laughs> fuck all. <laughs> There's no I think, I think uh the Bulldogs said a while back that to play at Eddie had they need 30 something thousand. Yeah, to break to even. To yeah. break even. So their break even's obviously obviously very low. And yeah. it'd have to be if you're setting up uh, from day one, that's what you're going to be. But if you're, you know, say the AFL don't own spotless, let's say, it, let, fuck it, let's say spotless own spotless, even though that's just yeah, naming yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can guarantee 10, 15,000 to an oval, which in a non AFL um, arena, an oval is the secondary uh, sporting ground, they're going to take that. They're going to love that if they can get five to 10 as a standard because most rugby games don't get that yeah, but, especially second tier okay even if you say that uh, 15,000 is their break even that means they've still only got 6,000 on top of that you know what I mean it's a, even though they're not losing money my point is they're not making that much yeah. either I don't think 15,000 would be a, I, I don't know whatever the number is it, it's not important but it's not zero obviously um, but their chance to this is their chance to cash mm-hmm. in like obviously they're not going to have the big uh, games like you know Collingwood are going to have where they get eighty thousand, yeah, yeah. but you know whatever their break even point is, um, let's say it's thirty at the MCG. When their chance to cash in 
they're cashing in an extra 50,000. Mm, yeah. Whereas they're never going to be able to do that. Yep. You know, their times to cash in, you know, was this one. And there's yeah. still 20 odd thousand and that's all. But the thing is, they've come out and said that they would rather play in Alice Springs than the SCG. Yeah, I think that's just so they don't want to play SCG. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's the right sense. move too. Yeah, because you're trying to get interest out in that area. You're not going to get them to come into the city to watch it. Yeah, you exactly. know, So you need something out there. But even Homebush is too far away for them to play it, isn't it? But no, that's where they play, yeah. Yeah, really. They're, they're, yeah. they're not going to expand spotless. Uh, there's just no no point. No. Uh, but it just, yeah, it's, it's going to be very hard to see the, the long term what they do out there. They'll have to move out to Homebush. You'd have to say. No, that's where they're at. Yeah. Um, so, but the game won't. Uh, they really uh, pushed Sydney hard from the get go, didn't they? Yeah. Um, the run that they had through the middle with all their uh, their smalls um, overwhelmed the much vaunted um, midfield of uh, of Sydney. And I've just invented the word vaunted. That'll work. Yeah, it's yeah. almost it was like a swarm of bees. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. trying to clear them all out of the way, and more come in, and just so free as well. Well, the thing is, too, Jed West has got a pretty ordinary injury list, but they just keep bringing up new people, like guys you've never heard of, like Nathan Wilson. Um, yeah, who's turned in a, another great effort. Yep. I mean, Lucky Whitfield was the number one pick. You got something out of him. Uh, that's the other thing, though. I mean, there are other big uh, big name players like Cameron and uh, Patton didn't dominate. No, um, but they're still comfortable. Comfortable in the win. Stevie J. Um, I thought he'd be handy, but I didn't think he'd be as handy as he has been. No, he's been better yeah. than I thought yeah. he was. He's always been integral. Yeah. And you can see the players love having him in the squad. Yep. And I think he he does bring about... Uh, there was that arrogance that GBS always had. Yep. But Stevie J's earned his arrogance. Yeah. So he brings about the legitis- legitimacy to yeah. that attitude. And I mean, some of those kids could have had his poster on their wall as well. So, <laughs> you know, they're very stoked well, to have someone, Stevie out there. Some of them probably do now, but Stevie J put it there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not Toby Green. Toby Green yeah. slab his own. <laughs> Toby's got Toby Green. Um, he's had a great day out. He's kicked kicked the four. Yeah. Um, it, it looked like that the speed they had in the back line um, really worried the Swans as well. Because yeah. the, the Swans back line has been holding up the last couple of weeks. They've been um, they were brilliant against Hawthorne and North. Yeah. Um, but they just couldn't keep up. Yeah. And, and you know injuries didn't help either. Yeah. I think every week uh, for pretty much the whole season so far. The premiership favourite that everyone's touted yeah. uh, the next big thing has lost. It's got flogged. Um, so Hawthorne play North, North are premiership favourites. <laughs> Clearly North are. Like, they'll, they'll romp it in from here. But, uh, we're number one, and I'm pretty sure we're eighth uh, in the odds. Uh, that's not an exaggeration. That's a fact. But um, GWS, they they have to be shortening their odds dramatically. Uh, they're worth a value. I think at the start of the season they were paying like 20 now, if they're over 10, I'd jump it's, on it. It's valid, and yeah. if they're over 10, people are idiots. Well, the thing is, they're like Adelaide as well. Their hardest games are behind them now. Mm. Um, I, I think they've played Geelong twice and they've played the Swans twice. And they're only going to get stronger. Yeah. Uh, they've got percentage boosters to come now. Um, so they're in a great position now to have the double chance in the top four. But they might even, like, they're almost odds on to finish one or two. Yeah. yeah. And their only vulnerability is Mumford. If uh, he develops an injury, then they're in the shit. But if he stays healthy, fuck, they're top two. Well, that's it. They can afford to give him a rest mm. here and there now um, because they've got all the runs on the board. But yeah, he can go back up his beanstalk and just chill out for a while. Fuck shit up up there. Um, Phil Davis plays his best footy um, against Buddy Franklin. Now, Franklin's kicked two goals, but he didn't look half as dangerous as what he, he could have. 
um, in uh, in other weeks. Oh, if you're a backman and he gets two goals, uh, two goals two, you'd, you'd take that every day of the week. Yeah, anything below four if you get mm. Franklin down to that. Yeah, but also eighteen possessions and no tackles. It must be funny, um, like guarding, uh, defending Franklin and no one doing a good job. You go on one quarter and no yeah. goals. Like, all right, this quarter is probably going to come at you. Another quarter. And you must be thinking, like, there's only one quarter where he's going to really turn it on and I'm going to be fucked. Well, he's done it against Port Adelaide a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. Especially in a team like that, a young team. So you must be getting more and more anxiety and tense about it going, all right, I've just got to do one more quarter and I'm going to have a shutout. Mm. And it kicks like two goals. And Tipper went down as well. He's gone down for uh, six, six weeks, I think, with a hamstring tear. Which is, uh, you know, a bit unfortunate because he's been pretty handy all season. Isn't right? I don't know if he, he'd get it, but he was in the conversation for All-Australian Ruckman. Um, mm. Like I said, I don't think he'd get it, but certainly something somebody to consider. Yeah. They, he was so handy in the way that he could fill different roles. Yeah. yeah well, it looks like the last couple of years, they've tried to have him as a key forward who pinch hits in the ruck. Yep. Now it's, he's almost a ruckman that pinches up forward. Yeah, and it's worked well for him. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about All-Australian now is that there's actually a legitimate conversation and discussion about who's going to be the Ruckman. Yeah. You've got that much competition and that many Ruckman that are providing different ways to uh, be useful to their team around the ground. Well, as it stands right now, I'd probably put Gorn. It's yeah. between Gorn, Goldstein and Jacobs. Um, yeah. Nick Natanui would have been in that conversation, mm. but he's going to miss half a season now. Yep. Um, Tippett would have been in the conversation, but now he's going to miss a month. Um, so it opens it up for those those other three. Or you, you never know. Um, Mark Pitt and Nett could come through no I don't think so <laughs> no. um, but Sydney uh, like we said they'll lose Rampy who's been great this year yeah he's uh, been a real star the weirdest diagnosis they had on the day they said a corked glute that's bled into his hamstring I thought Gee, that's great diagnosis Jesus. from the sidelines <laughs> so pretty much his ass has ended up in his thighs or some shit something like that yeah, yeah. bum blood <laughs> I don't understand. I, I don't know enough about how you can diagnose that. Just Yeah, that's what's, like what's happened, mate. Usually something like that comes back after they've been off for scans and shit. I'll tell you what, though. If they're right, jeez, you got a future. Yeah, you got to go to that so, doc and like, mate, what have you done? Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's your window to weekend. Uh, that's what I always remember about Dr. Nick. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just a, a down night. Some of the... It was amazing that the uh, the bloke at three quarter time kicked the ball into the tires because Sydney couldn't hit a target like that. Yeah, and that crowd cheered for a good like four Did or five it. minutes. It was awesome. As they should. It, it yeah. got them up and about. Yeah, that's that's what you'd love to have. GWS because they're not having a massive crowd. Yeah, the crowd you've got if they're up and about and they're uh, making noise. Yeah, it's brilliant. And when that sort of stuff happens, they're up and about. Like you're not going to throw a hundred grand at the crowd every week, but uh, no. They, they got value from it. I well, you. I mean, he got, he got shaken down five times on the way out as well. <laughs> True Western City yeah. fashion. Bag of cash. But with those key injuries, though, the, the Swans have got a couple of big games coming up as well. I think they've got, uh, they've got the Cats, the Dogs this week, then the Cats, then the Hawks. Like That's a tough month yeah. to, to yep. do. Well, I, I, I don't know if they're going to win any of them, which I would have said differently uh, six days ago. They're going to they're have to play very well. Um, they've had some shockers, um, but they're, they're, you know their season best form leading into this game. Yeah. The injuries are really going to hurt, so they're going to have to find an, another way. The, the scary part about it is that uh, out of Hawks, Dogs, Cats, Hawks are probably the one where they're going to match chance. up best. Yeah, absolutely, especially since it's at the SCG as well. Mm. But um, uh, even so, I think Hawthorne will get them. Well, anyway. who knows what happens in three weeks' time mm. or whenever it is. Um, on to the Queen's birthday uh, Monday, where Melbourne um, ran over Collingwood. I, I, I picked Melbourne. But Collingwood, I thought they had enough in them for the first quarter. 
and then they could see that they just didn't have the talent across the board yep. um, with their injuries is, is it always going to be an issue. And it's kind of good to see this day become about Melbourne as well. Yeah. Because Collingwood got their day, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it was good to see the Melbourne Collingwood. put on a good good performance and lots of people made the walk with Neil fucking Denner. Denner, Denner, yeah. yeah. Across to the MCG, which was, yeah. So it was a good, a good game. But, it, I mean, got pretty one-sided towards the end there. So. Um, just on Neil, too. It's very hard to watch him these days, but he's always up and about and always yeah. happy. Um, the, what they call it, the slide, or the, put the freeze on MND. MND. Mm. So, you know, the celebs or the footy people doing the slide into the uh, ice. Um, that could be something that hangs around longer than Neil Danaher does. And that'd be great if it is. Yeah. Becomes a bit of a tradition. This is what we do every year. You know, and I think they raised two and a half million or something like that. Jesus. And the government's going to match it. Yeah, the government's going to match it dollar for dollar. Government didn't announce at the start, though. They waited until three-quarter <laughs> three time before they chipped that one in. It's all about the timing. Um, which, you know, fair enough. But uh, a big day out for, for Melbourne. Um, they had a lot of winners all over the ground, at all ends of the ground. Um, but uh, for mine, Big Maxi Gorn put in another best on ground performance. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Vince with 43 touches. Um, not a bad effort. It's not a bad effort. <laughs> Especially someone who's usually known to be annoying and get a bit of a tagging role and sort of play off a person. It's Good amazing. Be able to let loose without a Jack Viney. It's amazing. With that he, Jack Viney back. That he can do that. He can go out there and get 42 touches or he can tag Paddy Dangerfield. Yeah. Mm. yeah, exactly. And try and keep him down to 20. Yeah. But on Gorn, 27 touches. Yeah. Uh, 31 hitouts and then three goals. That's just astronomical. It's it's an all-round game, isn't it? Yeah. I noticed there's a lot of times, too, where he wasn't doing the typical Ruckman thing, whereas, you know, when the Ruckman gets the ball right, who am I handballing it to? Yeah. yeah. There's a few times where he's actually faked the handball and, you know, r- run the five metres and yeah. then um, go on the kick yeah. you know, down well, the ground to find a target. More kicks than handballs, which is rare enough for a Ruckman. Exceptionally rare for a Ruckman. There's been, <laughs> like we've said many times, there's been plenty of Ruckman over the years that told, your job is not to kick. Yeah. You handball it off. But he was, you know, going through traffic even. Mm, and there's plenty of Ruckman who've had a crack at kicking out of packs and have completely <laughs> fucked the pooch. And, uh, yeah, have been told never again, son. Mm. You can just look at the stats and see how easy uh, Melbourne were able to share it. They've got 10 players who had over 20 possessions compared to Collingwood's three. Yep. Um, I think this is the first Queen's birthday that Melbourne have won since 2007. Yep. So uh, Jack Watts is always going to be tied to Queen's birthday because that's when he made his debut and when he yep. got absolutely buried the first time he touched the ball. So it's good to see him get a couple of goals, um, mm. including one late in the game where he got a big cheer uh, when he got near the ball. So <laughs> he looked cool, calm and collected and uh, just slotted it in from the edge of the goal square. But, you know, he's, he's missed those ones before. So, mm. And uh, still no love for Trav Cloak? Well, apparently he had a good game in the twos. He kicked uh, four... Um, but uh, was up and about in uh, not friendly conditions. Well, you'd have to think that uh, his 2017 isn't going to be Collingwood. Very, very likely, I'd say. If if an offer came um, Collingwood's way, I, they'd really have to consider it. I don't know what that offer is. Maybe it's a, a, a player six years younger mm. who's got some potential. I mean, a first-round draft pick, you jump at. Second round, you think about. But... Um, is his contract up? Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is, who wants him? Who would pick him up? Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. No, possibly I, North. He'd probably play good there, like all the other they like, Yeah, they recruit 30-year-olds yeah. yeah. and turn them into gold. I don't know yeah. if we need another tall forward, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to say, somebody's got to try him as a centre-half back. Well, look, yeah. it's worth a gamble, because realistically, I I know you say uh, you'd take him for a first-rounder, but, geez, they... He's doing nothing for him now, playing exactly. in the twos. Yeah. So they 
probably take whatever they can get. Although, the only thing is, I hope that this game was weird for Collingwood in that they had uh, Jared Witts was back and he went all right. Heath Grundy, uh, sorry, Brody Grundy's their second ruckman. Um, and then they got Mason Cox playing out of the goal square. So Mason Cox is playing as a genuine full forward. Um, and he had a very quiet day. So it would be a shame if they used that as the excuse to say, well, you're no good for us. He still kicked two goals, but yeah. he's only had five kicks on the day and didn't really impact it. I mean, the goals came in the third or the fourth when the game was already decided. But uh, he's not a full forward that earned as much of his own ball. He depends on delivery. And, yeah. Well, he's uh, six foot 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Melbourne, Melbourne were able to shut down the um, corridor delivery yeah. so well that Mason Cox wasn't given lace out. No, he, he didn't have a chance. Um, but I just he didn't he contested I think zero centre rucks. And I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be a goal kicker because he's just learned to kick what. Fucking... Well, he's kicked goals nearly every game if he hasn't kicked every game. I'm pretty sure he's yeah. not every game. Yeah, really? he might have. Right, well, um, which is <laughs> which is better than Cloak. But still, he he knows his limitations. He's yeah. taking shots from thirty out dead in front. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he, he did. I think he missed a, a bit of an easy one. Um, in this one too when he had his uh, purple packs late in the game but he's got buckets of hands and as a mark he is fantastic well, running leap no one's going to get near him yeah you know? so but he still he still takes them which yeah. is uh you know there's plenty of players that don't exactly um so it's also the first time in god knows how long since uh, melbourne have beaten collingwood twice in the one year so a couple of monkeys off the back for for the old d's there well this this season's the first time Melbourne have had consecutive wins since what, was it 2010. Years. Yeah, something stupid. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and they're looking bloody good. Yeah, um, but like you said, not quite finals ready yet. Yeah, like I said last week, progress is brilliant. Rate them highly, but you, you just look at like next year, they should be like finals should be the minimum. Yep. Yes. Um, which is a good welcome for God, Goodwin when he takes over the, the big chair. All right, so let's start the uh, six-game rounds. Uh, we'll go into, what are we, round 13. So the buys, uh, Adelaide, Gold Coast, Richmond, St. Kilda, Carlton, and Collingwood. So we start with Friday night, North Melbourne hosting Hawthorne at Etihad Stadium. Um, really, like obviously, I'm going to tip Hawthorne because I'm a Hawthorne supporter, yep. but I will save my tip for when we find out the medical report from North. Well, even if it's... Uh, it's not going to be clear on Swallow. Because if you're knocked no. out cold, you're not playing no. next week. He and, has to And you shouldn't. Out. Yeah. So, Swallow's gone. Um, Cunnington is an if, maybe. I Honestly, I'd rather they didn't risk him. Yeah. Um, Cunnington, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Goldstein had a rest as well. Uh, rest those guys until the bye. To Fuck be it. honest, Goldstein should have rested this week. He should have. But if there is a a team that is weak in the ruck, it's Hawthorne. So yeah. you go, all right, well, do we... We can probably get away with Brown and Dorr yep. against uh, McAvoy and Segler. Um, so I, if they didn't rest him last week, I think you have to rest him this week. Yeah. And the problem is um, Mitchell was rested. Yeah. And he'll come back in fit and firing, but we've got no one that can run with him. Uh, the only bloke who might would be Zebel, and he's the best midfielder with uh, Swallow, Cunnington, and Jacobs all out. So you, that, you kill yourself off. That might be the best way to do it, is just put Zebel against Mitchell and go, you know what, uh, we'll take your best versus our best. We'll see. Yeah. Mm. You know, see who comes out on top. Throw the dice. Yeah. Um, but it, they'll probably end up having to put Brent Harvey in the middle, which hasn't happened uh, as a number one choice for a while. Yeah, as a number one choice. He took a few centre bounces um, 
on the weekend. But you're right, he, he's not... Um, he pinch hits in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know whether that's the um, team plan or whether he just said, I want to be near the goals. <laughs> but uh, he kicked four, so fuck it. Um, look, uh, Hart says north, but geez, I... I they're currently at $2.75. That'll blow out to about 4 by the time the yeah. game comes around. Right Hawthorne are always under the odds because I think there's just so many rich backers yeah. that love Hawthorne. They're yep. always under. Uh, ben, you got a tip? Well, I think Hawks will get over there just um, with a bit bit more solid defense, I reckon, and be able to work it out. Mm. I think the North will be a bit short on runners at being able to spread when they're coming out as defenders. So. It'll be good if Goldstein doesn't play because then Jordan Lewis won't get reported. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane the, oh, lot. I was about to say, the one thing that North can... Uh, take solace in that Jed Anderson's going to be good he can play he did play in Werribee and uh, Lockie Hansen's come back from concussion and tore it up in Werribee so you know maybe uh, he slots straight in and that's probably the only highlight from the injury list it'll yep. be something because Jed Anderson's a gun if he's up and about mm. but uh, spent more of his life on the injured list than he has on the team list uh, Brisbane Lions hosting the West Coast Eagles well West Coast would be happy to for another win away yeah. um, the- I don't know I, I kind of want to go for the Lions here yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> They're paying eight fifty, so there's value there. Yeah, value is only if they win. Yeah, but without Nick Nat, uh, we could see Martin get a bit of form. Bit, get a bit of form. <laughs> I, think, um, I think West Coast, after being beaten at home, um, especially I think Adelaide kicked the last eight goals. Yeah, it was the first goalless quarter from West Coast Eagles at home in, in their, their history. I think. In their history, yeah, which Jesus. I saw the marvelous Matt from Arc Footy um, post online. Oh, yep. um, thanks, Matt. I think that they've got to come out firing and they've got to put... Look, they need to win by 100. Yeah. I'll put it that. Yep. Uh, just to get some confidence and uh, not get slammed when you go home again because yep. they're probably sick of getting their ears bashed allowed in. to come yeah. home again. Yeah. yeah. No, this is, this is my roughie. I'm going for the Lions. Um, Fremantle hosting Port Adelaide almost becomes interesting this game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a bit closer matchup for Fremantle or happy matchup for Fremantle than they've yeah. had against sort of top teams. It's a... There's less bigger people they have to be accountable for. So I think it might be a bit better. But I think Port similar to the class to get over the top. Do they want to win the Dockers? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> They've put their two wins back-to-back. That's yep. all they need for the year. They can uh, put the cube back in the rack. Yeah. And you can see Ross Lyon doesn't give a fuck anymore, which is no. good Oh, he's to got see. a contract. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good to see at least one coach who just stops caring, like when Bomber Thompson was back at uh, Essendon for that one year. Or remember when um, Malthouse in his final year at Collingwood yeah. about eight weeks out he's like oh well yep. fuck this yeah. I don't care what's yeah. going on. Oh, it was great to see those insights too. It was it was brilliant. Um, and now he still played a grand final that year. Uh, match of the round quite clearly is the Bulldogs and Geelong at Etihad Stadium. Uh, Geelong obviously played brilliantly there uh, last week yep. but Bulldogs love Etihad. Yeah. They'd be annoyed that they had to leave Etihad last week. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, the way that the um, Bulldogs play Etihad is exactly the way that Geelong played uh, against North. Yep. Just straight up and down the middle and always looking to go, um, you know, runners coming up through the middle. Like they always had Daniels, uh, Wallace, always prepared to... That's the first, first uh, way they look is yep. straight in the middle. How good is that midfield battle with Selwood and Dangerfield versus uh, Bernie Vince, uh Viney, Jones. Uh, well, I've, yeah. I've, sw- I've switched teams already. Sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking, what are you... I, uh, I meant to say um, Bontepelli. Wallace. Uh, Wallace. <laughs> Liberatore. Uh, Liberatore. Sorry, I, I'd already looked at the next one. Um, yeah, how, how much run's going to come out of that middle? Um, I think that the back line is actually going to be the problems for Geelong. Yeah. Mm, they're they're yep. big, tall uh, backmen. Whereas uh, the Bulldogs rely on the little little fellas. Yeah. And still no Hawkins, isn't it? He got two. 
No, he only got one. He got one? Oh, okay. Two down to one he got. So that's right. He could be back. Um, well, you'd expect he would. Um, but even so, I'm still on the dogs here. I reckon the dogs might be able to get him in terms of run. The tall timber is going to struggle um, for uh, for Geelong. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in the middle, as much as it could be their vulnerability down back. Yeah. Uh, is Easterwood playing? Is he injured again? He's, he, he's injured this week. I don't know if he's back. Yeah, if he goes back, that's a big in for them to have. Yeah, um, he's huge. Uh, marking across centre-half back is incredible. Yeah. So that'll be a key um, thing to look out for, especially if Hawkins comes back as well. They'll need to counterbalance that by bringing in, in Wood. The other thing is, too, uh, Selwood normally gets a fair bit of free kick, but uh, the Dogs, number one for free kicks this year. Um, so maybe Selwood doesn't get those kicks this week. Be very interesting to see how it goes. They've got a lot of little fellas, so if they get a, like, if um, Caleb Daniel gets a high tackle on Selwood, yeah. like, something's up. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what I uh, forward sold was Sydney Swans hosting Melbourne. This one becomes interesting because you've got the battle of the midfields, like yeah. uh, Bernie Vince, uh, Jones, and uh, Viney, and Tyson. Uh, yeah, Dom Tyson. Yep. Uh, in the middle versus, you know, uh, Kennedy, Parker, Hannabry. Um, and Hannabry's been on fire lately, so. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you Parker. what. Parker. Yeah, fucking hell, that fucking <laughs> ad. Um, Big Maxi Gorn now looks like a, a key to this game with Tippett going down. Yeah. He could tear it apart. He could. Uh, he could definitely hit a 30 possession, 30 hit out, and probably three goal game again. Yeah. Well, you're looking at um, Viney, uh, Jones, and Vince all coming off high possession games. Yep. If he can get um, first first use of the ball to them, it's going to be very hard to stop the momentum. Well, I mean, what does Bernie Vince do? Because he got 40 touches last week. This week, he could very well just go to Josh Kennedy. And that could be his job instead for the day. Yeah, mm. yeah, but I mean, you'd like to run with the momentum and say, yep. you know, we think we can outscore you, which Fuck is it. yeah, we'll, something we'll, that Melbourne uh, attitude Melbourne hasn't had for a fair while. Yeah, let's, let's go for a shootout and we'll yeah. we'll see what we can do. Our best midfielders versus your best midfielders, yep. which yep. on on the SCG could go could, either could way. Uh, look, I'm still going to tip Sydney because I think that uh, Franklin's been a little bit quiet for a couple of weeks. Yeah, you can't keep him down. He's due for a bag. Yeah, and like McDonald down back. Yeah, I mean uh, he's doing okay, but geez, Franklin, he he can turn it on just for five minutes and kick six. I think they'll have to double team, which they can afford to do without Tippett yep. uh, resting in the forward. So, uh, if Franklin can stick those marks, if it's a clear day and Franklin can stick the marks, then hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In your home, but if it's uh, at all dewy, I think Melbourne could get up. Uh, the final game on Sunday night is Essendon hosting GWS. Uh, that could get ugly very quickly. It's a lay down, Mazir. Um, Essendon, 
they know where they're at. They're they don't just, win a game for the rest of the year. They're just timing their run, and they'll get the number one pick, even though everyone thinks they shouldn't. Or well, some people think they shouldn't. I think they're uh, just getting ready for the recruit. Yeah. <laughs> Dickheads think they shouldn't. Yeah, I'll put it that way. Fuck it, let them let him have the number one pick. They've you've been penalised. The penalty of a penalty is silly. But anyway, people have their opinion, and <laughs> we've it's had not our fun. Just give them their players yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, GWS will absolutely destroy them, and they'll probably rest players and still kick them off all over the park. I think they've already flagged that Stevie J is going to have a rest. Uh, oh, because he's had a, a foot injury. Still coming to Melbourne, we're just going to have a good time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> going to head down uh, back to the old stop and go. <laughs> going to down to Morvell. No, not Morvell, fucking. <laughs> I was thinking about still back in Adelaide. <laughs> all right, that'll do us for round 12 and round 13. Coming up, like we always say, clickingballs.com. Hit us up on Facebook. Um, Twitter. Yep. Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, whatever we are. Yeah. All right, that'll do us for this week. See you next Tuesday. Right, peace. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.